Lock up your bikes and feel the heat. It's time for Like a Podcast, aka Podcast Gagatoku. I am your host, Argyle, and with me as always is Jordan. Welcome to our first episode, our first official episode of Like a Podcast. The inaugural episode! The first we're, official we're, episode. We're, our, our maiden voyage through the streets of Camarocho. Busted a bottle open on this bad, 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 bad mamma jamma. We slammed a bottle on the hull of this bad boy and we're going to send it out to sea and hopefully not hit anything on the way. Um, we're going to hit a couple of icebergs and yeah, it's going to be fine. It's fine. They'll fucking shatter to pieces under our powerful hull and like bow. So th- this is the first episode of our Yakuza podcast where we talk about the video games, Yakuza. There's so many of them, but we're going to talk... There's like, what? There's like six plus one coming out and then a couple of spinoffs. Sorry, seven because zero. Yeah. We're going to play them all. Yeah, we're going to play all Except for the ones that are in Japanese only, which we will uh, just be angry about forever, presumably. We'll do, we'll do something about them. We'll figure them out sooner or later. We'll just do an entire episode where we play all of uh, of uh, Ryuga Gotoku Ishin and the other one that I can't remember the name of. Kenzan. Um, at Kenzan, and just be like, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, do, do you want to kind of go over, like, our history with the series? Yeah, by all means. You start first, because you got there first. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Because I mine kind of inspired yours from what I'm aware. Um, it's fine. So in uh, November 2016, just a great month for everybody, uh, <laughs> PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation 3, uh, as always, they had free games. And one of the free games was Yakuza 5, which I had never heard of. I had never heard of any of these games or played them or seen them or experienced them in any way. But I downloaded the game, because I didn't know what the fuck it was about, and I wanted to see. So I I played it, Uh, I didn't really know what was happening, I didn't know who any of the characters were, I I kind of learned how to swing a bicycle at men, and I got good at driving a taxi cab, but I still didn't really know what was going on, and I I wasn't able to play it very long, because it's not my PlayStation, it's my brother's. So the following year, uh, early 2017, Yakuza 0 comes out. And I decided to buy that because I figure it'd probably be a better place to start. Uh, and it was. And I played it, and it was very good. And then I, uh, I have since played almost all of them, the main ones at least, and a couple of the spinoffs. And uh, yeah, I, there. It's a precious part of my life that I uh, would not. It's just like a part of my brand online at this point that I, I... It's a part of your... I thought you were going to say it's a part of your brain, which is, I think, more of a, a correct uh, way to phrase that. Yeah, this it's a part is... of my... It is also a part of my brain that I, I, I can't separate from at this point. There's a, a Kiryu lobe that has lodged itself in my cerebral cortex. So for yeah. me, you were playing Yakuza 5 and also uh, talking about it on Pot of Greed, which I was listening to... And I was biking to class one day, and I heard you describe on Pot of Greed a scene, or a, a move, wherein the main character uh, rides on a bike and ramps it off of a dude's nuts and face. And yeah. I went and watched that, and I said, this is really funny. And then I said, <laughs> where's a good place? I need to play these games. So I said, where's a good place to start? And I and then everyone on the internet said Yakuza 0, because that's the one that they made as a place to start. <laughs> So, um, yeah. I played it, and it's now my favorite game of all time, and this is my favorite series of all time, and I think about it constantly and talk about it constantly, to the point that, um, I was exiled to having to start a podcast about it. 
Yeah, I had to sever all ties. I had to sever ties with all of my family and friends except for Jordan because I can only I've talk about. I divorced my family. Now. I'm alone except for I sit in a room with a PlayStation and I'm surrounded by all the discs and I'm and I'm just sweaty and I just like mutter like I just mutter like Kiwami means extreme. Kiwami means extreme. <laughs> All day long. Yeah, I'm that picture of like the the fucking like log cabin with just like a game pu- GameCube playing <laughs> Super Smash Brothers with like I'm a going picture over... of Iwata on the wall, but it, it's it's a PlayStation. I'm playing Yakuza, and, and it's a Nagoshi on the wall. I'm going over Splash Mountain at Disneyland, and my friend, you're holding up a TV, and I'm holding up a PlayStation, <laughs> and we're both playing Yakuza Zero. Um, okay, can I talk a little we're, bit we're about playing the about... two player disco mini game? <laughs> Can I talk a little bit about the history of this game before we begin? Yeah, let's go. Because I think it's actually quite interesting. So, obviously, the Yakuza series, um, for anyone who isn't familiar, is uh, uh, published by Sega. First game came out in 2005 uh, for the PlayStation 2, I believe. Yes. Um, It was a a big success in the West and in Japan. um, And they they went on to make five of them. um, Three and five. Three through five are on the PlayStation 3. However... Because of Yakuza Dead Souls, which was the zombie spinoff that no one liked and was a big failure, Yakuza 5 did not get an official English localization for many years. It was a... It, it took a long time. Yakuza 5 came out in 2012 in Japan, and yes. then it didn't get a worldwide release until 2015, and even still, it only came out digitally. Yeah. It was never they... a physical copy. So a lot of Western fans were like... Like, oh, what the fuck? Where's where's uh, Yakuza 5? And they never do for years whether it would come out. So after Yakuza 5 came out, fans were worried that there would never be another English Yakuza game in the series because they never even put out a physical release. And then Sega put out Yakuza 0 in 2017, and uh, it kind of created a, a, I would say, a renaissance for the series. I think yeah, the absolutely. series is doing better now that it ever has been, because everyone in the world, even fans who never played it, went out, and they all bought Yakuza 0, and then they all said, damn, this is good, and then they made a bunch of remakes, and now every game in the whole series is released on PlayStation 4, and I think that we have Yakuza 0 to thank for that. You can play yeah, every one no. of these games now on the I, same I console. Think, I think, yeah, I think that's, like, kind of the big consensus, is that Zero? I mean, it, it got a lot more... Like I saw, I mean, it got me into the series. Yeah, I saw a lot of hype for it. Uh, I mean, maybe five got hype too, but like zero is like, you know, even years from now, years from then. I'm trying to say that now, even years after it's yeah, years later, people still love to talk about Yakuza Zero, and people are still joining in and playing it. If you listeners have not played Yakuza Zero, you can find it anywhere for like fifteen to twenty dollars. Yeah, be able to it's play on it Steam. For like, I think it might even be on Xbox now. It's ridiculous. It's like you can get it everywhere. You play it like sixty hours, and you'll have a lot of fun, and you'll love it because it's one of the best games I've ever played. Um, it's a prequel to the series. So that's why it's the best place to start because you don't technically need to know any characters from the rest of the series. There's a couple of Easter eggs and stuff, but this is just the, by all means, the best place for the story to begin. Some people will say to play the Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the first one. I say, no, play zero. You probably already have. I say either one is good. I think, I think there are merits to both arguments. That's very true. And possibly even playing Yakuza two as well. Yakuza 2 is good as well. Let's uh, let's start talking about this game. Um, so, let's start. The year is 1988, 
and we're in the uh, the setting is Kamurocho, which is a red light district in Tokyo. And our, our first uh, moment of this series, uh, chronologically, is Kiryu, our wonderful protagonist, our best friend, beating the shit out of a, of a dude. Yeah, it's, the, uh... the first shot of the game, like, when you, you press new game, and when you start it up, it, you, you are looking through this guy's eyes up at <laughs> Kiryu. Last thing you see before you die. Kiryu, yeah, basically. Just kidding. So, he's just really giving it to him. They're they're just in this like this like dirty filthy alleyway somewhere, um, mm-hmm. and then basically Kiryu tells him just like give me the money. He's uh, he's really he's being a, a bit of a, a rude boy. Um, yeah, and he yeah he he takes his, the cash, gives him a big old kick to the face. Um, he says the phrase when you pick a fight in this town, better pick carefully, especially when you're carrying a big wad of cash in your pocket. And then as he leaves, we see a newspaper which is discussing something called the 21st Century Redevelopment Plan. It probably means nothing. Yeah. And then we get we get our musical intro. Oh yeah, that's good. It's cool because we get to it gives a really good job at establishing the setting. We're in uh Bubble Economy Tokyo, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll go into more detail later about. Um there's a lot of just like you know people at the parties at the disco there's people waving tons of money at taxi cabs to try to get their attention yeah. and then we get these uh these like these young ruffians who are like hey ruffians just just party goers just like party boys yeah there's this guy who's like oh i'll get you a taxi lady you're so sexy we should and go then, to a hotel. Yeah, we, we should go to a hotel. Nice. And then Kiryu, like, bumps into the guy. He's, okay, he bumps into this little punk, this little boy, this little he man. He knocks him over. He, he knocks, knocks him, him over. Right over his ass. He's a large, Kiryu is, for anyone who hasn't seen Kiryu, he's a large man. He's very large. He's very wide. He's very strong. So this guy gets, like, knocked the fuck to the ground, and he's like, hey, I'm down on your knees, you little shit. You, you bumped into me. <laughs> And then he turns around and he's just this the scariest man you've ever seen and he's got blood all over his face and he also has a Tojo clan yakuza pin which tells uh, Dojima everyone not Dojima not yakuza pin tells you not to fuck with him cuz he's part of the crime criminals. Um so he basically picked the largest scariest man to pick on in the whole world and then they all like bow before him. Oh uh, sorry. Like, Bye. Sorry. Oops. Uh yeah, we get, we just get a nice montage of like kind of emphasizing what Kamurocho is like in the 1980s and what kind of Japan at large is like. It's the bubble economy. Everybody's got money. People are partying. They're dancing. They're, the streets are fucking filled with trash, but people are yeah. having a good time. It's uh, it's a non-stop party in a, in a flaming pile of garbage. Yeah. Just, uh, who can't relate? So, Kiryu goes to... It's like, it's like late at night. Kiryu goes to meet with the loan shark who hired him to rough up that guy. It's 10.43pm, um, by the way. 10.43pm. It's actually weird because Yakuza 0 is the only game in the series that does these weird... There's like... Because there's like a bunch of levels. There's like uh, cutscenes in the game that are fully rendered, like cool yeah. movie cutscenes. Those are great. And then there's the ones that have the text boxes over them and no voice acting. And there's the ones in Yakuza there's Zero ones that, that have like... text, but there's ones that have text boxes with voice acting and they're like kind of mid, they're kind of mid grade between the ones with no voice acting and the, like the full pre-rendered ones. And Yakuza Zero has a completely unique style of them 
where there is voice acting and there's text boxes, but it's also in like a sepia tone. It's like a semi animated. Like yeah, it's very limited animation. Uh, I it, like these actually. Yeah, they're they're interesting. I, I they're like if you had to give me the choice between like a full three D rendered cutscene and and this, I wouldn't. I wouldn't prefer it, but I think it's a cool way to tell the story. Yeah, it, it's a it's a nice mid-ground because we do still get, like, really expressive, like, faces and everything from the characters. Uh, you know, we just it don't get the full like range a, of uh, movement. It almost feels like a comic book or, like, a, like yeah. a manga or something. That's what I, I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, so, or, like, so, or like one of those motion comics where they yeah, those are great. Like, actually animate the, the, com- the comic just a little bit. So the Lone Shark's like, eh, you Dojima boys, you work great. Here, take you 10%. And then uh, he, he, he gives him a little bonus, and he lets him know that uh, Kiryu is uh, extremely disadvantaged in this world because most people would work for for half of the, like, 50% of the loan. Um, so he's he's already telling him that he would be paying him more if he wasn't with the Dojima family. <laughs> And yeah, then and sort of, he, yeah, he tries to enlist Kiryu as well. Yeah, he like, does. Hey, He's you, like, you could, you could get a lot of money if you work for yeah. me instead of Kiryu's having none of it though. Kiryu yeah. has he has his allegiances to the Dojima family. I wonder why. Um, and he basically this this dude is just like, hey, look around. Everyone's so rich right now. It's all about money. That's the theme of this game already. I'm making sure you know that the whole game in this game is about money, and it's important to talk about money themes and themes um so then he says like the world hardly knows what money is worth anymore but you'll know learn a lot more on the streets than with some fancy degree don't go to college kids goodbye (laughs) and then he yeah so kiryu is not gonna work for him he he drives away um and and then he he wonders out loud if being a yakuza can lead to a fulfilling life I wonder if this is a question I will ask myself every single game for six games. Yeah. Um, so and, and he so, calls the loan shark an asshole. Yeah, like, he's just like that. What an asshole! Um, oh wait, we, get, th- we didn't get the musical intro yet. We, it's it's right. Oh yeah, now, here's where the, the intro cut is. Scene, he lights his cigarette and it cuts to black, and then we get the musical intro. Yeah, Fucking there's stupid. lots of discos and money waving. Yeah, it's people, great though. People in I skimpy like, dresses, people waving money at taxes. It's a party. People Everyone's rich. Everyone got rich for, like, a couple years. So, yeah. um, Kiryu goes into some dirty bathroom to wash the blood off yeah. his face. He, he notices some, that there's blood ladies, on his face. Yeah, some ladies walk by and they're like, ugh. So ugh. He, he notices, finally, that there's a bunch of fucking blood on his face. Oops. He, he, That's so yeah. embarrassing. We get our first shot of the famous Camarocho arch, um... Also based on a real-life landmark. We should say, um, Camarocho is based off of uh, Kabukicho, which is the... Basically, it looks exactly the same. It's like direct inspiration. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about Kabukicho yeah. in a, in a just want to let episode. people know that this arch is a real... Is real. Yeah. It's just that's something different. Yeah, then, he, gets a, he gets a message on his pager. What are you uh, wearing? 724106, you, which is code for... What you up to? Uh, um, and he I guess steps I'm, up to I the Tenkaichi Street Gate. Yeah, I I guess I'm too uh, I'm too millennial to have any idea how Kiryu knows what the pager codes are. But you know, that's yeah, I, I, I've weird. written them down in pretty much every case because I think it's hilarious because I don't. Know it what really, a pager he's is. just like, yeah, seven two four one zero means what you up to, Kiryu? Yeah, um, obviously. So, so Kiryu is just waiting for Nishiki to show Chapter up. Chapter one. Nishiki. What it means! 
It's Chapter called, one, uh, Bound by Oath. Bound by Oath. Wonder what that means. Um, as he's waiting for Nishikiyama to show up, um, he sees some, like, tough thugs shaking down some some dude. Some nerd. Um, some nerd. And then they, they made a mistake. They do actually call him a nerd. And I, they do. <laughs> they I put that in my notes before they even said it. So They I'm gave not... him a hanging atomic wedgie. <laughs> and he and for some reason he's really into it. They hoist but, him up um, the flagpole and they, they, they shake him up all the, the flagpole and they yeah they shake all the money out of him and it falls out on the ground because that happens in this game. Um, however, they're they're on Dojima turf, which is an extremely irresponsible thing to do because now there's a, a, a big angry yakuza who is going to kick your ass for. This is for, a. Uh, I don't want to make too many comparisons to later games, but this is like a really like. A, like a, a pretty decent character moment like establishing how different Kiryu is from like in later games because like in later games he would probably intervene just because it's the right thing to do but here but here he's doing it because hey you're on our turf bitches get off like wh- what are you doing I here because I played Yakuza before I played all the others so going back where I know how Kiryu is now and we won't talk about it immediately Kiryu is super spicy in this game yeah he's so he's so aggressive he's hot blooded like, he's rough around the edges too he like swears all the well like in the English he swears all the time which is not Kiryu style it is a it is a this is a completely different man a boy boy man He's he's younger than both of us, I think, in this game, which always fucks me up. Yeah, he's twenty. He's twenty years he's old. Twenty years old. He's a little boy. He's just a. He's like just just a couple years out of high school, and he looks like this and is beating the shit out of people. So this is our little um, combat tutorial section. So um, this part, just to just to give a little 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 touch of of uh, game gameplay to you. Uh, Yakuza is a, is a sort of beat-em-up brawler kind of game. Uh, it's pretty simple combos. It's just like square to punch and then you use your finishers or triangle. You can grab with circle um, and then that leads to some more moves. And then there's also special uh, finisher moves called heat moves. But We'll get to those later. Of, we have a tutorial Yeah, those come later. Them. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so there you have a, a simple rush combo which is fast and hits light. Uh, and then you can end that combo with a finishing move you can also do grabs which can transition into throws or attacks or that big you can punches use. yeah you can block you can dodge you can lock on it's all all the good stuff it's it's a it's a simple but very uh satisfying yeah combat system it's i mean they it's it goes largely unchanged for the entire series yeah um, like it, it, but it's like uh, well except for seven uh yeah, except for seven <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's just very it's very crunchy, like, especially in Zero. Zero is like, ooh, it feels good when you yeah. punch a dude. Like the whole screen like shakes around. It's awesome. It feels great. Yeah. So the combat is simple, but it, it's just very. It feels very good, and the, it does get pretty hard at times. So yeah. Uh, unless you have anything else to say about the tutorial, Kiryu finishes beating the guys up because of course he does. And then uh, who's that? Who's entering this alleyway? It's it's our good friend Akira Nishikiyama. Uh, he's he's a, wearing he's a, f- a fucking gaudy ass suit. Oh, I like, love his suit. He's like oh, bright it's red, and it's got this like flowery shirt underneath. He's got yeah, nice long it's like hair, cheetah print. Yeah, he's so fashionable, and he's 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 kind of his Kiryu's more like fun loving, fun having friend. Yeah, he's more um, relaxed, but he's also more about like the image of what it's. Yeah, like he to takes. Be- he takes his uh, his his image very seriously. So he he tells Kiryu, he's like, "Oh, you're picking fights to kill time. Why don't you just get him go get an adult massage like a like a <laughs> like a grown up?" 
He's, um, jang- he's jangling his car keys around, too. Yeah, he's got a car. He says that tonight, they're going all night. And we get uh, the first one of our uh, freeze frames. Oh, yeah. One those the, happen. One of, yeah, one of the signature things of these series, like, if you played it, like, every time a major character is introduced, the, the screen will freeze and it'll go, uh, mon- <laughs> like, black and white, and then it'll tell you who this character is and says like, their what name, their rank is. And then their, their, like, rank and then the family they're in and also yeah. the, uh, the, like, clan. So, like, the... Right now we get Akira Nishikiyama of the Dojima family. Yeah. Does and it not say it. he's in the Atocho clan subsidiary? It does not. Oh, it interesting. Yeah. So, um, they're gonna go party it up tonight. And, uh, as, as they're leaving the, like, nerd... The funny nerdy guy is just like, "Oh, thank you so much," and then Kiryu just kind of gives him a look. Yeah, they, they both away. turn around like, "What?" Well, yeah, right. You're <laughs> yeah, because oh, again, he didn't do the, he didn't do this to save the nerd. He no, did they this... were just shaking down on Dojima turf. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So um, now we're just kind of walking around the city with Nishiki. Um, yeah, this isn't a cutscene, but you do have to hold. Yeah, a button you got to kind of hold the button, which is very hard to take notes, hold the button, and walk. <laughs> Um, so yeah. basically, what Nishiki says is that, um, you know, you, you've you got money, you gotta spend it, and you gotta spend money to make money, because people are gonna care about, you know, what you look like, what you wear, what kind of car you drive, everything, yeah. everything matters, so um, he, he specifically tells Kiryu um, to sport a suit that runs 500 grand. Yeah. Um, oh, and this is the first time we, we hear about Kazuma. Um, who is, uh, they say something about, like, oh, what about, uh, Kazuma? You'll learn some tricks from Kazuma when he gets out of jail. And then, yes, that's interesting. Wonder who that is. We'll hear yeah, more about him later. Yeah, N- Nishiki, uh, again, he's all about the image. He wears a, a bright suit. He has a nice car. Uh, he, he says that Kiryu, he's kind of looking the part of a Yakuza, like he's got the suit. He looks rough and tumble. He, he can do fights, but he's not really, like... He doesn't have the flash that, like, no. Yakuza are expected to have these days. He says, he says, get yourself a goofy gray suit and wear it every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> wear it every time you're in Tokyo Never take forever. It off. Never take it off. Take the jacket off sometimes. Um, Kiryu says, like, oh, fashion isn't my thing. You know, Kazuma, he doesn't wear anything fancy. Yeah, Kazuma-san, doesn't, he doesn't wear anything flashy. But he's, like, He's in charge. He gets to choose what he wears because he's got the, the, the power to... Just, you know, wear sweatpants when he goes into work. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they almost literally say that. Like, he can wear Kazuma's sweatpants. out here, he wears juicy sweatpants whenever he goes to the Dojima oh, office. Oh, yeah, like, just... That's funny, because every over, time you see... Yo, Kazuma's got that wagon, dude. <laughs> every time... <laughs> Kazuma's thick. Every time we see Kazuma, he's looking pretty good. So, I don't know Kiryu, what in the your, world... Your Oyabun's fucking juicy, dude. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, you could bounce a quarter off of Kazuma's ass. <laughs> so, yeah, but well, our point is the street level thugs—they're expected to actually like look the part. Yeah. Whereas the, the but Kiryu doesn't get this. Yeah, Kiryu doesn't get that. He he doesn't. He's not a fashion-oriented guy. And then Kiryu's like, "Is that why you bought your your wheels and that fancy expensive lighter that I stole from you?" And then Nishiki says, "Yeah, you gotta, you gotta stop being stingy. You gotta play the, you gotta play the rich guy. You just gotta make everyone pay attention." 
Um, you gotta live big. You gotta always. You you can't be satisfied with what you know what you get. Like he he says, uh, and I quote: "They tell you it's a college babe buffet, and you get there and it's hag salad." Oh like, my god! <laughs> you 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 gotta you gotta want more. You gotta and you gotta spend money to do it. So they're gonna cut through Pink Street. By the way, when you play these games, because Camarucho, for anyone who doesn't, uh, it's like the setting of every. It appears in every game, and when you play it for like a while you just learn all the streets um so th- so like it matters what streets you know places are so like he, they they are going to cut through um this sort of seedy like alleyway of shops to get to a nice bar on pink street the the camaro shopping district the camaro shopping district it's it's just it's kind of run down it's kind of tightly packed stores um and as they're walking through there's uh <laughs> two drunk dudes having a having a go at each other once again, spicy Kiryu, uh, showing off his just how different of a person he is. He just says like, "Leave it to me. I'm gonna sober them up with my fists." Yeah, just he, like he, out of he nowhere, exactly he's just that. like, "I'm gonna beat up these two drunk men for no reason." Yeah, because um, they're in my way. They're in my way. So this is where we learn about the game's iconic heat moves, heat actions, heat actions, where you uh, you build up your meter. And then you press triangle when it, you get a little indicator, and then Kiryu yeah. does something insane. He just yeah. does something violent, horrible. Uh, you can, you can, and then they're always called like essence of blank. Um, for example, you can in this fight use essence of eye salting, where he pours salt in their eyes. It doesn't do a lot of damage, but it does some psychological damage. Possibly. There's some of the. It does psychological damage to me when I do it. <laughs> Even those with glasses aren't protected. It says that in the description for the no one's safe from the eye salt. You can, but, you know, slam their heads against walls, put a trash can through their face, stomp et cetera, on their et faces. Uh, oh my god! In this horrible. particular one, you cannot ramp a bicycle off of a man's nuts. That's only in Yakuza Five. That's a sadly. that's a five exclusive, unfortunately. That's um, the only reason that anyone's out here buying five. There's just probably also like some pliers laying around in this oh, alleyway. Oof, oof. That's Don't always even a talk good about one. the fly. Don't talk that's about the pliers. One. What about the stove? Oh, like stove, stove is good. Stove is good. Um, yeah, so you build up your heat by, like, punching dudes, or there are alternative ways of doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then once you get past a certain threshold, you can, under certain contexts, unleash a heat action, which does a lot of damage. That, you yeah. know, so, it's a good so way Kiryu, of finishing off goons. Kiryu takes, uh, just, you know, no trouble beating the shit out of these guys. Um, they're, it worked, they're sobered up, they're not drunk yeah. anymore. They're sobered they're, up, and now they're like, what, what the hell we happened? Fight, we were fighting about idols. What? And then the, the one guy's like, I'll walk you to the train, old man. It's fine, we're friends again. And then... <laughs> There's not enough kids these days who are considerate like you. Yeah. And then... A mysterious old hey, man. Hey, boy! Hey, boy! We're gonna say that so many times in this in this series on Yakuza 0, and I'm sorry. Hey, boy! He He's like this dude in a cheap suit and a like a bowler hat with a yeah, scarf. He's got elbow he's, patches. Yeah, he's he, he's like dressed like uh, Chester J. Lampwick from The Simpsons. Uh, and his, <laughs> his name is, uh, is Aging Foreigner. Uh, and he says, like, ah, what a waste. You punch, like, a two-ton gorilla and you go wasting, it, go around wasting it on drunk people? Um, that's like taking a, taking a swig out of a vintage bottle and throwing the rest out. <laughs> so, so this old man, uh, has some advice for Kiryu. And it's to, ready? It's yes. to in- invest in yourself. A lot of people out here 
Nishiki, he's spending money on expensive cars and fancy suits. But what if you just put the money within your own? What if you just? What if you just ate the money? And what you, you might just... no. You might be thinking. You might be thinking as Kiryu does. Do you mean like a gym membership, like working out? And no, 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 no. No, no. investing. The way in you yourself. level up in Yakuza Zero is you just spend the money on your body. You just you buy it, and you, you get better. The, you, I, you don't eat the money, but you do eat the money. The money disappears no... and you, you get new skills. and The money, it goes out of your, it flies out of your wallet and it goes into your brain. And when it goes in your brain, you get stronger. Don't worry about it. It would be really funny if, uh, if Kiryu asked more questions and was just like, no, I don't get it. Please explain. <laughs> but no, he just eats the money for fuel and he does learn how to, how to, you know, grab 50% better. So that's good. Um, do you have anything else to say before Kiryu and Nishiki go to the bar? Uh, or, or as they're on their way they, to the they, bar? They, they talk about how the, the, the bubble economy a little bit. Like, it, it's yeah. drawing a lot of people towards Kamarocho from all over the place. Just like, because uh-huh. you, you can make it big in Kamarocho. Um, yeah, two, two, uh, two hostesses uh, slash college girls walk up Ma- to Nishiki. Madoka, Ma- Madoka-chan and Yui-chan. That's, they'll, they'll, these are extremely important series favorites. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Yui is like, I've been paging you all night. You got to come by the club. And then, uh, and then Nishiki's just like, here, girls, take 20,000 yen each. Uh, and then they're like, thanks, bye. And Kiryu's just like, damn, what a grift. <laughs> He's like, I'll take two bottles of your gamer girl bath water. Well, and Nishiki says, well, you might think they just shook me down for money, but the thing is, whenever you take the, the higher-ups to the club, they're, they're, true, so, they're so, like, business-like that they the girls hate them. But if you get in good with the girls and you bring them, you know, the pretty girls over to when the, the bosses are there, you'll get in good with them and they'll like you, and then you'll, you know, you'll get more Nishiki's- promotions and shit. Yeah, Nishiki's, like, it, it's funny, Nishiki's the, the thinking man's creep. <laughs> He's really thinking about the way he, he gives the girls the money. Um, so, uh, once again, he expresses that they're, uh, you got, he's just like, you gotta spend money. You gotta claw your way up the ladder using any means necessary. That's my character. Um, so, I love this because he says, like, tonight, Kiryu, once again, we're going nonstop. And then it cuts to the bar they're in, and it's just, like, dead quiet. And they're just sitting around drinking their whiskey or whatever. Yeah, they're going hard. It's like, are you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> and they're just sitting at the laundromat. So, um, Nishiki wants the, this whole chapter is just Kiryu being like, Nishiki, why do you do this? Is this, why do you have a personal bottle? And then Nishiki's like, well, it's cooler to have your own bottle at the bar than sitting around ordering beers because yeah, you, I'm a big, important man with an image to uphold. Yeah. Nishiki's been to this bar twice, but he gets his own bottle. Just, yeah, he bought his own bottle just so he can look cool. And then we find out that, um, because Kiryu and Nishiki are talking about it, that that Kiryu entered the Yakuza life because he was chasing after um, Kazuma. I want to say one thing real quick, which is that Kiryu's full name is Kiryu Kazuma. Kazuma is his first name with the U. And then Kazuma, Shintaro Kazuma, is... um, And I feel like it's best if we just explain this right now. Yeah. Because because when I play... this is this is something that is not a good like starting point for the series is who Kazuma is. Yeah, so that, did, is, that did that did befuddle like, me for a long time. Kir- Kiryu and Nishiki used to be orphans, 
Um, well, I mean, I guess they were always orphans, and they lived in an orphanage called Sunflower Orphanage um, with another person that we'll meet later. And then uh, the person running the orphanage was a Yakuza named Shintaro Kazuma. So they grew up looking up to this guy who, like, they thought was so generous and kind. And when they, when they like, grew up, they wanted to join the Yakuza to sort of pay him back and, and, uh, and be, like, you know, serve under him and, and learn from him. Yeah, uh, uh, as, as Kiryu says, you and I were just a couple of orphans and he took us in. I'd do anything to repay him, but all I can give is my life. What I was trying to say is that it's really confusing because when I played this, I thought, I forgot that Kazuma is his first name and not his last name. So I thought that yeah. Kiryu was literally Kazuma's son and his name was Kiryu Kazuma. Yeah, um, but it's, it's kind of confusing. But okay, so we're we're gonna establish this right now. We insist like consistent terminology. We're going to refer to Kazuma Kiryu as Kiryu, and Shintaro Kazuma as Kazuma. As Kazuma. So they do have in in the English translation of Yakuza One, they called him Shintaro Fuma because of the fact that they knew that it would really confuse the Western audience. Yeah, and it's like one of the only things that I'm like. Yeah, that's actually a pretty reasonable thing to do. They should have they should have named him something a little different. But it's probably not as confusing when you're Japanese. Possibly. Possibly. Um it's Nishiki then is like, well if you're uh if you're so, you know, so close to if we're so close to Kazuma, then why did he put us in the Dojima family and not his own family? Here's like what whatever. Now, uh, and and at the, well, at this point like, you know, Nishiki's been talking about, you know, how Kiryu needs to like he needs to put on the flash for everyone, but like he, he kind of at this point acquiesces and says like, uh, yeah, well, oh Kiryu, yeah, you... Kiryu pulls his weight, like you know th- that's just as valid a way of working his way up the ranks as mine. Uh, yeah, Kiryu's just gonna make it by being very strong. Yeah, by being strong and doing what he needs to do by just doing his own thing. Um, but and now it's time matter. for karaoke. And now it's time for karaoke. Uh, this is the this is the sometimes good, sometimes very bad rhythm game that all these games have, except for one of them. Um, uh, introduced in Yakuza Three, so one and introduced two in Yakuza. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so so you can pick two songs. I think we Judgment picked... Shinpan and, and Bakamitai. Judgment Shinpan rules. It's like this like eighties power ballad. Yeah. Where they talk about breaking the law. Breaking the law, cure. breaking the law. When world. you play the when you play the uh the mini game, you sort of it starts with them goofily singing around in the bar, just like clapping and, and whatever, and then it cuts to like this over the top music video where Kiryu and Nishiki are like wearing leather jackets and shredding guitars. It rules. Yeah. I love it. You wanna <laughs> Kashiwa- tell us about Kashiwagi's tell us- playing the uh the Kashiwagi's the there? Yeah, he's playing Holy the keyboard. Shit, I, never, I never noticed that. You want to tell us about Bakimitai, <laughs> which is uh, kind of a meme at this point? I picked Bakimitai. Yeah, Dame Dane. Um, it, it, it's a song about, you know, I was a it's fool. It's about failing in love and, and regretting your behavior and your relationship yeah. and saying, what an idiot I was. Yeah, and you every time you, you play the song, it, whatever game you're playing on, they're always reminiscing and looking at a photograph on the bar in the in the music video and it depending on what depending on depending on what game you're playing it'll be a different photograph in this one it's uh it's it's Kazuma it's uh, Nishiki and Kiryu at Sunflower Orphanage oh there's it, you see like Babby Babby yeah. Kiryu and Nishiki yeah so, I also want to so say small. that I got 100% on the when I played this uh for the show I would have gotten 100%, but then my cat jumped up on me and uh, and just really ruined my day. 
Which getting one hundred percent in this particular karaoke minigame, the the like the first version of it, is not very easy because the thing is, as it goes through the bars of the song, the 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 like the scroll speed changes. Yeah, it changes depending. Depending, which is they, like the like you feel like if you were making a rhythm game and there was one thing that you just would. It's so obvious that you don't even need to say it. It's don't change the fucking scrolling speed, it's Sega. Buck ass wild, and it took them like ten years to figure out the technology. They didn't to fix not it until that. like Kiwami two, until six. Oh, I guess six. Yeah. So um, they're done. Nishiki's like Kiri's like taking off his leather jacket and Nishiki's also like, Damn, also I, I do want to say that like when you're singing Judgment Nishiki will sing along yeah it's cute he um, does back up yeah so Nishiki's like damn I didn't know you took it so seriously uh thanks for including me and then Kiryu says I'm just trying to humor you don't worry I'm not it's toxic masculinity I don't actually like you this. like karaoke don't you Kiryu no no <laughs> you've been sne- you've been sneaking out behind my back to practice. <laughs> After work, he he does he does screamo to sort of release the the tension of the day. Kiryu yeah. tells him to quit busting my balls, and then Nishiki says, "All right, we're taking this party. It's going all night. It's morning time. Let's go to the ramen shop." Um, Kiryu's not Kiryu, hungry because he already yeah, he's not hungry, but he's gonna go to the ramen shop anyway. Um, we get a little more like street chat. Nishiki says that Kiryu has the taste of of an old man, <laughs> and that uh. But even though he's so in touch with the times, he doesn't understand the male idol scene. He likes the... He says, like, I like the girl idols, but I just don't get it with the guys. And then he, and then he says... Uh, I mean, he says like, you're, you're not yeah. into boys, Nishiki. I get it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's it's fine. I mean, I guess if you like the music, but... He, he talks about, like, oh, I'll get you into a one-day curio. Before long, we'll be at the concert screaming the lyrics, fan art, please. Please, someone draw this. <laughs> I want to see that. Um, we go to the ramen shop. Oh, man. Yeah. Kiryu and Nishiki, like... Kiryu and Nishiki at, in the front At one row. of Haruko's concert? Oh, hell yeah. Or just, like, anyone. What if they went to see uh, Hatsune Miku live? <laughs> and they had the, like, glow sticks, and they're loving it. So, um, they're at the ramen store. Um, they both have... Kiryu has a giant bowl of ramen, despite the fact that he said he's not hungry. Ni- no, he, he specifically says, Nishiki, why the fuck did you order me an extra large bowl of ramen, you asshole? I told you I'm not hungry. <laughs> if you eat the rainy day beef bowl challenge, you gain 10 guts points. It's like, wrong game, Kiryu. So, then we find out on the news that um, at 11pm, a young man was found dead. Oops. Oops. It's that guy Kiryu beat up. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, the Did victim Kir- was a Tokyo resident, Taichi Kurihara-san. Kurihara, yeah. Age 32. And they're that like, doesn't matter, but I'm going to say it anyways. They're like, oh, we're going to start questioning people to uh, determine who killed this man. And then Nishiki's like, did you fucking kill a guy, Kiryu? Kiryu, did like, you fucking kill someone? Did you murder a man with your bare fists? And then Kiryu, he's like, you said you roughed him up pretty badly. Did you Did you kill him? And Kiryu's like, uh, 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 uh. He, he has this moment where he's like, I mean, I didn't, but did I? Yeah, and then, like, no sooner is the news broadcast done than he gets a page on his beeper. Uh, it starts with a 49, which means it's urgent. Uh, it's from Dojima HQ, and they're calling him in to the office. He's getting sent to the principal's office. Yeah. He's in big trouble. Um, so Kiryu's like, well, I gotta go. I've just painted a giant target on Kazuma's back because we were, we're like, kids' boys, and I just killed the guy, apparently. Um, 
Oh, by the way, Kazuma's in prison right now. I forgot to mention yeah. that. Yeah, Kazuma is, pr- is in prison. We'll he's, find out He's why. the, yeah. So, Kiryu's just like, all right, I'll, this was my fault, so I guess I gotta go con- confess to this and, and face the music. Um, and Nishiki says, all right, but before you go, um, don't be careful around the three lieutenants. There's a rumor that uh, Kuze tipped off the cops to Kazuma's illegal gambling hall. It, it always moved around, so no one never could find it, but, but somehow they found it. So someone named Kuze is, is a is a rat, I guess. Yeah, he loves, he's he a fucking tip snitch. Off. He's a snitch. We fucking hate Kuze. I'm just kidding. I love Kuze. But it's fine because Kazuma will be back, like, by the time the new year rolls around. He'll be back in a month. Yeah. Um, we're at the Dojima HQ. Um, Kuze wanted to talk to him immediately, and we get to meet the three Dojima lieutenants. The three lieutenants. Daisaku Kuze, lieutenant of the Dojima family and patriarch of the Kino clan. Keiji Shibusawa, lieutenant of the Dojima family and patriarch of the Shibusawa family, and Hiroki Awano, lieutenant of the Dojima family and patriarch of the Taihei Association. So we get a, we get sort of their personalities in a nutshell here. So like Kuze, he's very serious. He's kind of uh, like your Yakuza's Yakuza. Like he's he's, yeah. he's he's tough. And he's like grizzled and chiseled and. He's a very, old, very pockmarked like, face. Yeah, he's he's a rough looking dude. And then Shibusawa is kind of the young, the youngster, I guess. He's kind of he's. I think he's, he's got the like youngest. gray hair. He's not. He's not that young. <laughs> Was he youngest of the three though? I thought he might be, but like, well, he's, he's he's like he's like sort of less. He's he's he's. I guess he's the most serious of the three, besides like. Yeah, like he's like Kuzay. the by the books business type. Yeah, that's like, that's the way to describe him. He's and not then really Oma, like. He doesn't look like he'd like be the fighting type. No, he's got like glasses. He's besuited. He's kind of well dressed. And then Awano is like party boy. Yeah, he's, he's like, the party boy. He's 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 about the flashy lifestyle. He 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 talks about how like he's missing a round of golf for this. Yeah. Like, oh my god, Awano! I love Awano. I think Awano is my favorite. He's his suit isn't just purple. Like it, it's it's paisley. Like it's a paisley pattern. Oh, it, is it, that it? It's so fucking gaudy. Yeah. It's it's, it's like. Like if you saw this person, he looks like he's in like show choir or some shit. Okay. <laughs> so so he's he had to miss show choir rehearsal to come to speak with Kiryu. Um, Kuze is like uh, the president of Toko Credit called and he wants that human life back. Kiryu, <laughs> you murdered him. And where did you get that gun that you shot him with? And Kiryu's like, huh? Wait, what? I don't have a gun so they're just like bickering about you know kuze awano and, and shibasawa are all like talking about what to do with him the fact that Kiryu they kind of they kind of yeah. want him to just take responsibility and turn himself into the cops and the reasoning is they're like they're like man killing a guy was bad enough but why'd you have to kill him there that's what awano says it's like the biggest problem is where you killed him not yeah. who you killed um because you dropped your body the body somewhere very important um, and they they kind of accuse him of doing this on Kazuma's part. Yeah, Kazuma like pulled the strings to tell him to kill this guy there. And once again they mention the gun that Kiryu is like, I don't have a gun, I didn't shoot anyone. We saw it in the cutscene. Um and then Awano's like, Okay, are you really still playing dumb? The body had a bullet in the brain. Um the police haven't made this public yet, so no one knows that that the the gun was involved. Um Yeah, Kiryu's but who like, who would frame just like a fucking just some nobody. random yeah, yeah some random thug that's that makes no sense so she was always like oh well perhaps it's a setup um 
once again, he's sort of the level-headed one of the three. And, and Kiryu like, says that the loan shark told him to do it. Yeah, there. he told them to do it. He didn't, and he told them to do it there specifically. He was like, yeah, yeah this is this, uh, this, you know, this little alleyway off this, off the shopping mart. No one's going to see you there. It's nice and quiet. Just beat the shit out of him there. Um, and uh, he called him there to get the cash. Shibasama's like, uh, well, I got, then I got a couple of questions for the loan shark. And then Awano's like, yeah, it doesn't matter though. Kiryu... Kiryu has greatly put our enterprise in danger with what he just did. Um, and then Kuze is just like, all right, we got I'm going to talk to him alone. And so the chief saw when I want to leave, um, Kuze pulls out a cigarette, which Kiryu lights. And then he says, the look on your face says you're totally lost. And he explains. So Kiryu beat up this guy in this random empty lot, which for the rest of the, ga- the game, we will refer to as the empty lot capitalized, Yes. I think they even capitalize it when he's like says it in this cutscene. Yeah, they do. So, this is something that the lower level dudes don't know about. But Chairman Dojima of the Dojima family, who they all work for, gave them direct orders to obtain this lot at any cost, um, because in that whole pleasure district, those densely packed shops, it's the only piece of property that they can't get, and there's something that Dojima wants to do with that one spot but now it's it's now a murder scene so they can't really make a move on the land right now because of the fact that someone was murdered there and kiryu is like well what does that have to do with kazuma and kuze explains that whoever gets that land gets kazuma's spot as captain so it's so it's a huge important deal and that's why they think kazuma was like we'll kill someone there that way i'm buying me some time yeah but but uh Kuze does say that he believes that Kiryu has no clue about any of this, yeah. just by the look on his face. Uh, but yeah. even if he isn't behind it, uh, with a kid that he brought into the Yakuza getting pinched for murder, like he'd still his his seat as captain would still be on the line. Yeah, he says there's like protocols for this because it's his Kiryu's his responsibility, and Kiryu's like, well, Kazuma didn't do anything, and I didn't kill anyone, and Kuze's like, well, the cops don't give a shit. Um, and they're not going to hear you out because you're just some criminal. So I want you to turn yourself in, and I also want you to chop that little pinky finger off um, yeah. right now. Um, or by so, the end of the day. Or by the end of the day, yes, right. So Kiryu's like, well, that fucking sucks. Uh, great. What a, what a day this has been. And he's now going to go have a little a little chat with the president, that loan shark from earlier. Yes. When he gets back to Kamarocho, uh, he, he's walking down the street, and, uh, hey boy! Hey boy! Hey boy! The, the old drunk foreigner walks up, uh, and he's got a friend with him named Kamoji. Uh, they're then, fighting, they're fighting a loan shark problem of their own. Yeah, two thugs walk up out of, uh, a nearby alleyway, and they're looking to collect on a million yen loan from these two g- dudes. Yeah. Uh, and the whole time, the, the, the white guy... Uh, the honky uh, is calling Kiryu like his student, uh, my pupil. Yeah, he's my like student. my apprentice. And Kiryu's like, yeah. what? What the fuck? Uh, and then they make a bet. If if the, the loan sharks, like, muscle man can beat them, all three of them, in a fight, one-on-one, uh, then they'll pay up twice the loan. But if they win, they don't have to pay anything back. Uh, and this and dude, this big guy is like, I can, I can fuck him up. I got this. Yeah, uh, and the the friend Kamoji volunteers to go first, 
and the old man tells Kiryu to watch very closely, watch his moves, uh, and watch him whip, watch him nay nay. Yeah, and boy does he! Oh, he whips and he nay nays. He's uh, like bobbing and weaving and just getting all over the place. I don't even yeah. think he throws a punch. I can't remember. I-, I think he throws a couple, not very hard, but yeah, yeah. He, uh, so, and then Kiryu says, "That's rad," he and he learns it. new fighting style. Hi, Susie. Cats Hi, Susie. Kind of having a party over here. Hey, um, Susie. So, so yes, Kiryu has observed a new fighting style, and he now learns it because this game has three fighting styles to choose from for Kiryu, and we'll learn the next one a little In the later. Next chapter. In the next chapter. So, so this is so there's so th- Kiryu has two main styles. He has uh, he has brawler, which is kind of uh, it's like sort of a mid range punching, kicking, and it's kind of slow ish. And then when you get hit, you can you can do counter attacks where you like charge up and punch. And then we, Kiryu has just learned rush style, which is very it's fast. He punches fast but lightly, and you can dodge up to three times. And then if you guard, you actually like bob and weave, which makes you just completely invulnerable for a second. Yeah. And uh, if you punch fast enough, you stun them. So that's pretty cool. I like rush style a lot. If, yeah. If you punch a man ten times, you'll stun him. And anybody, if I mean if that's that's true hit, for real life as well. If you punch a man ten times, they're gonna be stunned. Yeah. And then any attack while they're stunned will not prevail. It's good. So yeah. Kiryu takes on the Lone Shark dude, and he obviously wins because he's never lost a fight in his life. Um, uh, and it turns out these two guys work at uh, Toko Credit. Uh, oh yeah, which... they work for the same Lone Shark that Kiryu's yeah. got to go chat with. Quotes. Yeah, and they say that the president is in his office on Taihei Boulevard East. Yeah. Uh, um, they leave, and then Kiryu and Bacchus... Oops! Kiryu we we, we kind of learn his name at some point. At some point, yeah. his text boxes start saying Bacchus, and I don't We're just know gonna when. call him Bacchus, because that's his name. That's his name. Um, Bacchus starts telling Kiryu about, like, ah, I just, I wish you'd, I wish you'd yeah, just trade under me, and, and get into pro fighting, you'd be a world champ, kiddo! Um, yeah! Yeah! And Kiryu's just like, I got other dreams, I'm a Yakuza, whatever, and, uh... Well, and, and he's, uh... My friend Komoji here, he's a, he's a fisting artist. He works in the Shichifuku, uh, parking lot. And uh, Kiryu's like, excuse me? Excuse uh, he's me? a punch-out that... artist, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he's a punch-out artist. Kiryu says, uh, is that an S&M thing? And he says, no, it's just, uh, Kamoji's <laughs> just like, no, I just, I, I challenge people to punch me, uh, and I'll give them X amount of money if they, uh, if they hit me. Uh, it's been a business in the family for generations, and it will, <laughs> it will always, uh, my children and my children's children will always be in that parking lot. The Shichifuku parking lot has existed for thousands of years. The thousands of years, uh, my ancestors have been getting into fights where people try and, I, they call, they call me Mr. Try and Hit Me, that's what they call me. This is a this is a like yeah, we're, we're making sideways we're references, making, but this is like yeah. a, a retro, this is a retroactive, retroactive like, uh, Reference, I guess. Reference to a, a, a series tradition of, like, side quests characters that you can meet in that same parking lot called Named Mr. Try, Mr. And, Try Hit and Hit Me. Me. There's a different the one in every thing. game. But now um, he's now he's stepped up and you learn a fighting style. He's, you, Kiryu is trained under Mr. Try and Hit Me. Yeah. That's why you like, can never hit him. <laughs> yeah, that's why Kiryu can always hit Mr. Try and Hit Me is because that's he, true. he, he trained with the, one of the old the masters. So we finally get like free reign of the city for the first time, but I went I went straight to Toko Credit. I don't know about you. 
because I was like, we'll yeah. have plenty of other time to, to yeah, I didn't, around. I didn't really do any side content in this uh, chapter. Um, so we go to Taihei Boulevard, we go to Toko Credit, um, and this is kind of our first little mini dungeon where it's just like an extended combat encounter. Um, yeah. There's some, like, thugs waiting to crack a few skulls inside, and Kiryu says, I'm gonna... He says, once again, this is spicy Kiryu in this game, he says, clear a path, you punk-ass trash. <laughs> Good old Kiryu. Love it. Um, so, he does. He clears a path with their bodies, and then he bursts in, and the president, the lone shark dude from earlier, he's there, he has a gun. He's just like, I can't believe you made it past all six of my men! Yeah. Kiryu's like, don't worry, there's more where that came from. <laughs> so, um, he says, I just want to talk about the setup. And Toko Credit Man says, I, I don't know shit. I don't know anything. Um, someone sa- told me says, to do this. Yeah, he says he was told to do this. By, uh, and then... By, dot, dot, dot. And then Kuze's uh, here for no particular reason. I'm sure it means nothing. I'm sure this doesn't mean anything. No, I'm sure that Kuze didn't do the setup. I, he's just like, hey... I told you to turn yourself in. Oh, this is a direct line. And he says, and instead you're over here doing dumb shit. <laughs> and then he like, this is sort of a reoccurring Kuze moment. He punches Kiryu in the stomach, but like, and it hurts obviously because he got punched in the stomach. But you know, it's not a Kiryu punch. It's like a, ooh, oof, ow, ooh. oof, ow, yeah, ow. And he just gets right back up and, and uh, he's like, ah, damn, back in the day, I used to, I used to really be able to throw a punch. Um, so they're going to chat a little more. Toko Credit Man leaves. He's just like, okay, there's no time for bullshit. Um, it's time for a no bullshit talk. Um, I know about the fact that um, you came from Kazuma's orphanage and how Kiryu and Nishiki are orphanages. Are, are, or, they're orphanages. No, they are <laughs> orphans themselves. Kiryu is an orphanage, but that'll come later. Um, Kuze says, like, hey, it's it's rare for me for a Yakuza to come from a normal family, but Kazuma's a cruel son of a bitch. He takes these kids in, and then he, like, twists them and makes them owe him for life, and he kind of uses them like uh, a human shield. So here's the Which he kind of has a point. He kind of does. We'll learn some stuff about Kazuma later. Um, so Kiryu's Yeah, but, like, like he's also... Yeah. He's he also, also a just, piece of shit himself, because he... Yeah, he is a criminal, and he you know, runs this orphanage, uh, presumably as a criminal venture, but <laughs> I guess he's nice, so that makes it better. Um, so Kuze wants Kiryu to spy on Kazuma, uh, from prison, I guess. I don't really understand how that works, because Kuze wants to be in charge of the Dojima family, and he wants that spot. Um, and he offers him, if Kiryu can can get Kuze the information about who owns the, the mysterious vacant lot, um, he'll ensure Kiryu's future and he'll give him a place in the family. So that's, yeah. that's, it's, yeah. But obviously like, oh, we also Kir- learned right now. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, we learned that the Tojo clan, which is the, the, uh, the big like umbrella clan that all of these families under like the Dojima, the, the Kazuma, et cetera, et cetera. That's 25,000 people right now. And the Dojima is like a big, big player in the clan. Yeah. So, so whoever's in charge of Dojima has a lot of he's got a lot of weight to throw around basically yeah uh Kiryu turns him down though and he's ready to face the consequences yeah uh of that uh he says he says he says I I give zero shits about what you have to say and Kuze is like you made a powerful enemy 
Yeah, he walks out, he gets a page from a number he doesn't recognize, but uh, he just assumes it's Nishiki, and he goes to find a phone. And it is Nishiki. It was Nishiki. It was because the beep, the page said, uh, like, what are you up to, haha? What if two boys <laughs> kissed, haha? Winky face. And, uh, <laughs> winky face. So Nishiki is at the Cosmo office, and he's talking to uh, Kashiwagi, who has something to say. Um, uh, Kash- Kashiwagi is the captain of the Kazuma yeah. family. So uh, Kiryu is at the office. Kazuma or hmm, Kashiwagi and Nishiki are eating some delicious noodles. Kashiwagi uh, is very loudly slurping noodles. Maybe that gigantic scar on his face has uh, has somehow impacted his suck power. <laughs> he can't suck like he used to. Oh man, he can suck. I don't he know. He can suck with the rest of the best of them and the rest of them. He says, "Ermgradiroi." Uh, it's uh, really funny that that not to reference the other games too much that I think Kashiwagi looks older in this game than he looks in some of the others. Yeah, because he's he like got the aged short hair. down. He had a glow up in in between Yakuza One and or Zero and Yakuza One even. Yeah, he looks a lot younger with long hair. In the, in That's the true. Yeah, he's got short hair in this game, and he, yeah, his his most notable st- distinguishing feature is his giant scar on inside of his face. I don't think so, we ever learn how he got that, but you no. know. You want to know how you are you saying that you want to know how he got that scar? Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> so Kashiwagi's already been filled up, filled in on the details, and he's like, "I have an idea of what happened. Kuze, Kuze did this, um, and you've been framed." Uh, and Nishiki's pissed because he's like, he's like, well, Nishiki's like, well, that's good that you didn't do it, but also. <laughs> That literally means nothing because Nishiki once again, really showing like his face in you where he's like, "Oh, relieved oh, to hear you didn't kill anybody." I'm so glad you Oof. didn't kill anyone. Um, so Kiryu says says like, uh, they basically they start talking about the empty lot, and uh, we we really get a full picture on what this empty lot capital empty capital lot means for mm-hmm. the yakuza. So. Would you like to explain it, or would you like yeah, me to explain it? Yeah, so sure, the, em- the empty lot is part of this big chunk of land that the Dojima family has been buying up. It is the only part that they can't get their hands on. Uh, and the reason they want to buy it up is because it's uh, it- it's going to be redeveloped as part of the Kamarocho 21st century redevelopment plan that uh, we saw in that newspaper at the beginning. But the thing is, the owner of the empty lot has gone missing. That's why they can't they can't buy it up uh so the the family for just this tiny chunk of land with nothing on it they're willing to pay upwards of a billion yen yeah uh they've already nothing for the dojima like they have that much money they've already spent like 10 billion buying up the surrounding buildings uh but if they don't get the empty lot the whole deal falls apart they can't they won't they can't build shit on this land because there's one like 10 foot by 10 foot square that no one owns or that someone owns that they can't buy. And that's why it's the most important thing. And now Kiryu has put a bunch of police attention on it. So now it's just this whole bad situation. Yeah. And Kazuma knows something about it, but Kashiwagi doesn't know. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah. Um, So Kashiwagi's like, this is a really bad situation. Kuzi's going to drive you out of the family. And uh, once once a yakuza, you know what happens once a yakuza gets uh, cut loose. There's a lot of a lot of homeless people who just straight up kill themselves because they're former yakuza, yeah, um, that have no family and they have no job and they have no money. That sucks. Yeah, if they go about this the wrong way, since Kuze outranks any of them, like this could lead to a lot of trouble. 
this could yeah this could lead to a lot of trouble and Kazuma could get end up end up getting driven out of the family. Kiryu Nishiki's like the I like Nishiki plays a lot of roles in these games. He because like in the first scene he's kind of the he's kind of the hot shot like he knows everything and in this next scene he's kind of like the bright eyed boy who knows nothing about anything. So he's like <laughs> we got we got to prove his innocence. We got to show the cops that the the real killer was working for Kuze and then Kashiwa just like uh, you can't do that man. There's that's not <laughs> happening. Um, so Kiryu says, I'm innocent, the lot can wait, what I need to do is defend my dad, Kazuma, yeah. I'm gonna, he does the thing he says in every game where he says, like, a man has to take responsibility for his actions by himself, I'm going to the Dojima family, and then I'm gonna find the killer by myself, Yeah. and then Nishiki's like, you're gonna fucking die, <laughs> they're yeah. gonna kill you. Uh, Kiryu, he's going to terminate his oath and leave the family. Uh, Jesus, and then Kiryu. put pressure on Kuze as a civilian somehow to, like, out the real killer. <laughs> so, and he's also going to go straight to Dojima, who's in charge of the entire family. Yeah. Instead of, like, talking to someone else. Uh, Kashiwagi hates this and has, like, a, just gives him a big, po- big boy punch. This is no Kuze He, punch. he punches this Kiryu is... straight into the sandpaper shell. Yeah, he destroys Kiryu. And, and Kiryu literally doesn't care. He just gets up and he's just like, he's just like, hey. I, I, I gotta go. Kashiwaki, uh, Kashiwaki and Nishiki are both like, don't do this! And Kiryu says, like, I just gotta fall, I gotta help Kazuma. Even if Kazuma-san himself tried to stop me, I'd go. Yeah. Uh, Kashiwaki says, you little shit, I'm older than you. (laughs) Um, yeah. Kiryu just thanks, thanks Kashiwaki and walks out. Yeah. And then Nishiki offers to drive him to the Dojima family. Well, get Kiryu a little... tells Nishiki to drive him to the Dojima family. Oh, yeah, he says, he, says, he says, drive me to the Dojima family right now. So we get a little car time. 7.38 get... p.m., they're driving down yeah. the highway. We say the time because it says it in the cutscene, by the way. Yeah. Um, um, they have a... Kiryu's kind of sitting there looking out the window, and he flashes back to when he was, like, a teenage punk, and Kazuma had just beat him and Nishiki up. Because they wanted to join the Akaza and Cosmo wanted to keep him out of it. Um, did you like, uh, by the way, Kiryu's voice actor doing high pitched Kiryu voice? Yeah, I was really wondering what they did for this. Whether it was just like, did he do it himself or did they do this in post? Like, because it's... he's like, oh man, Cosmo, you gotta let me join the family. Yeah, it's the same guy, obviously, but it's yeah. it, it's like it sounds like maybe he inhaled some helium first. Yeah, he's he's just he's doing a little baby voice. So Kiryu says, like, don't play the saint, Kazuma. You're a Yakuza, so you have no right to, to tell me what I can and can't do. Uh, we luck up to you and your car and your suit and all your confidence and the way that people respect you. Do, and then Kiryu says, do orphans not get to dream? Yeah, he screams that at the He says, the, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar, Kazuma. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then <laughs> Nishiki says, uh, what you thinking about, Kiryu? Ha ha. <laughs> just thinking about just thinking about you Kiryu and uh and he well, was also N- yeah yeah Nishiki's also thinking about that day they're thinking about the same thing except in Nishiki's head he beat up Kazuma and <laughs> yeah he's like he's like yeah I remember the time I I fought Kazuma and won Kiryu have I ever told you about the time I beat Shaq in a game of basketball <laughs> a game of one-on-one and he cried and I said orphans do get to dream Kazuma I said orphans song. do get to dunk <laughs> So, so they've arrived at the Dojima headquarters. Um, the guards like got any business with the Dojimas and Kiryu's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna really just give it to all of them and then resign. So, 
So uh, can you let me in? And the guy's just like, yeah, sure. It sounds All fun. Right. I want to be the guy manning the gate at Dojima. The manning the gate at the Dojima. He probably works for another Yakuza group because of the fact that he just <laughs> let this guy in and he's like, yeah, I'm about to go beat up everyone in that building. Or, or the like, guy that, that Kiryu calls on the phone. Yeah. Who is literally like his text box names him as like guy on phone duty. He's on phone duty and he's just like, oh, you're going to come here and beat us all up. All right. We'll get some popcorn going for you. <laughs> So, Kuze uh, is... <laughs> Kiryu's like, I gotta go meet with Dojima. I gotta talk to him about Kuze. And the guy's like, alright, we're gonna page you through to Kuze because Dojima's watching his favorite program. He's watching <laughs> yeah, his soaps. It, yeah, it's Saturday at 8... It's 8pm 8 on a Saturday. The boss is watching his favorite show right now, Kiryu. It's kind of a what's, bad time. What's what's Dojima's favorite show? What's he like? What's he watching? Uh, Takeshi's Castle. He's watching Takeshi's Castle. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yes. Unless that was on before 1988, which it could have been. So Kuze looks at Kiryu's hand and says, oh, that's really interesting. You still got all your fingers. What's up with that? And then he gives him a hey, little... I just want to yeah. say Takeshi's Castle uh, premiered in 1986 and ended in 1990. So this is the... Yeah, Damn, the, it makes he, perfect sense that, yeah, that he, Dojima was watching Takeshi Ka- Takeshi's Castle. So Kuze gives him baby punch again. And he's just like, damn, my punches. They're so weak. Uh, Kiryu says, like, Kuze's like, all right, Kiryu. You got one more chance. You spy on Kazuma for me. Um, and Kiryu says, sure, why not? I love it. Just kidding. <laughs> so um, then this dude, Yoneda, comes in. Yoneda's, Yoneda's like, a piece of shit. Yoneda's a piece of shit, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm going to do some twisted stuff to you, Kiryu. You want, hey, boss, you want me to melt his body in acid? Hey, Kiryu, you want to see what I can do with this pencil? <laughs> want to see a magic trick, Kiryu? And then Kuze says, like, I want a body because I want to leave a message. Then, yeah, so, and then Kiryu says, wow, really? You're going to kill a member of the family without your boss's permission? And then Kuze says, are you high? You're Did not you, in the family anymore. You're not in the family anymore, remember? He says, you must have toked on a joint to get stoned, Kiryu, because this is, you're high. And then Kiryu's and- like... Alright, so you're going against the boss's orders? Ah, so, I, so I'm no longer in the family anymore, is that right, Mr. Kuze? I don't know why Kiryu has Urkel voice, but he does in this scene. That's yeah, why when you're 20, you sound like Urkel, but when you're... The, the, the wh- point of the matter is that Kuze... Yeah, kind he's of debating semantics with him, basically. Backhandedly has has acknowledged Kiryu's, uh, like, exile from the family. Yeah. So Kiryu is now a civilian, which gives him, like... The excuse he needs he has, to fight he has back. Diplomatic immunity because the Yakuza um, don't kill random civilians, I guess. Except for when they do. Except for all the times that they do, which isn't important, I guess, in this moment. Um, so he is like, "Well, I guess I'm just gonna fight everyone here," which I think he already knew coming into this situation. Yeah, yeah. Kuze says, "Like, hey, if you can make it through all of my boys and make it to me, fine, I'll hear you out. But uh, good luck with that." Time for a time for a big fight. So Kiryu's is in this little office building with a bunch of chairs, um, and there's just all the guys here. Every one of them. This is we should mention that Kiryu, in the gameplay wise, can pick up basically anything and just hit people with it. So this yeah. is sort of the game's tutorial on how to just like, oh, you could pick up a chair or a couch and hit a person with an entire goddamn couch in the face. You can pick up one of those fucking big ass marble tables and hit them with it. You don't even. You can need pick to- up basically anything yeah and dual wield it and just destroy people with it yeah so you get a big room and a lot of men and, and a, a lot, lot of, of toys a lot of sofas to swing at them 
this is our first like long battle, which yeah. like uh, these are always some of my favorite parts. I love these parts. Yeah, because you just get to beat up a like a ton of goons. Which it's basically are like, like room after room after room of of dudes and unique combinations with different weapons and and yeah. stuff. Sometimes there's guns. Sometimes there's like a mini boss. Yeah, like Yoneda's uh, the mini boss in this part. So he yeah. he comes out. He says, "Why so serious?" and and you have to fight him like four times or whatever. Yeah. Um, every time you beat him, by the way, this is a, a great Yakuza classic. The way that they, uh, I guess like load room to room is they play a little cutscene where Kiryu like throws the person through the door. They've got a couple of different through. animations for it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. There's a part in this, in this section where Kiryu is on a fire escape and he's, he's like, I don't know how the door's <laughs> locked. So he's just like, guess I'll jump through that window across the way. At an angle. At an like, angle. It makes no logical sense how he did that even you uh you do a quick time event do you even do a quick time event i don't remember no i think he just does it i think he just does it because i don't think there's a fail state for this uh where yeah he jumps at like a 45 degree angle at a window window. that, that doesn't look that big but is actually much bigger once you get to it i guess that's what that's all you know foreshortening and all that but like yeah uh yeah and he just nails it perfectly it really makes no sense. I don't even think they show the action of him going through the window. I think it just shows him jumping. No, they, and show, him, shows... they show him bursting through the window. No, but they don't show the, like, maneuver from the outside. So you see the, like, dudes oh, yeah. in the bathroom where he b- breaks through, like, washing their hands and, and using the toilet. And then yeah. Kiryu just bursts through the window. And that's just, like, now a deep fear of mine. What if I'm going to... <laughs> what if I'm in the bathroom and Kiryu Kazuma bursts through the window and he has shit to... <laughs> he starts shit with me. <laughs> Well, I mean, just don't be in, like, a Yakuza family HQ at the time. You should be Ever. fine. Ever. Ever. I mean, yeah, just don't do that in general, but, I like... Guess I, I guess the moral of the story is don't join the Yakuza. So, yeah. So, um, once again, Yoneda shows up. Kiryu, important detail, Kiryu has never killed anyone. Kiryu has um, never killed he, anyone. Uh, he also, does... Also, Yoneda's yeah. been showing up throughout the, the thing, like, yeah, just you as keep a quick time him. event. You don't even fight him. He's just like a quick time event. Like, well, he'll he'll sneak up behind you and swing an ashtray at you, and then you just like punch his face in. And man, imagine walk how off. embarrassing that must be if you're a yakuza and you don't even get to be a mini boss. You're just a quick time event. Yeah, but this time you actually actually fight yeah. him, and he has, he has a, a knife. knife. So he this is a... like your tutorial on fighting enemies with knives or like rush weapons. rush style will take care of that shit for you. Yeah, but the thing is like. Uh, weapons are a lot harder to block, and in fact, like, guns and blades, you can't block at all unless no. you have a weapon of your own. Um, so you, you need to, like, either use weapons that you can block with, or dodge around. Always because... dodge, never block. Yeah. That's my, if, that's if, my... you get, if you get hit with this knife, you... Fall over. You, you, you take damage, and a lot of the time you will, yeah, you'll fall over. It's it's a thing you get used to in this series. It's just Kiryu getting knocked down a bunch. It's pretty yeah. annoying. So Kiryu's never killed anyone, but when he win- when he wins the fight, he does shove Yoneda's face in a toilet and then kick him out of a <laughs> like a fourth story shoved, window. He shoves Yoneda's face in into a urinal and fucking and shatters the it. urinal. Yeah, and then throws him out of a of a multi story window. He um, he he's he fine. throws him up against like the window and then fucking drop kicks him out of it. It rules. <laughs> 
It's good. And then as Yoneda's falling, he's like, it's good that they set up one of those Hollywood landing pads outside this window because I'm definitely not dead. He landed in a pile of very soft trash. He landed in a pile of other Yakuza that Kiryu had already beaten up and they're all fine. Yeah, because there is, there is a, of course, a heat action for throwing men out of windows. So I, I had already thrown like you know two or three guys out yeah they they and they landed on the soft trash and then yoneda landed on their very soft but still alive bodies because kiryu yeah. has never killed anyone and will never kill a man he will never kill a man we're gonna continue to insist this don't worry about it he's fine he's fine so kiryu and makes this, it this yeah ends the the long battle yeah we're we're now like in this like cool like japanese style room it's got the tatamis and the sliding paper doors or whatever and kuze mm-hmm. is there He's shirtless, and you can already see his health bar. Um, <laughs> and he he's just like, "Wow, Kiryu, if I was still a boxer, I would be your promoter because you're you you know how to throw a punch." And yeah, he's he's like, hey boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new conspiracy theory that Kuze was Bacchus the whole time, or maybe he maybe Bacchus maybe was he his trained. promoter. That's true. Maybe. So, um, he says, "Talk before I break your jaw," um, and then he uh rips his shirt off yeah in the one time in this entire series where it makes sense because he already has his jacket around his shoulders yeah he's not (laughs) he's not shirtless so in this series you will go from full suit to shirtless in one swoop or full suit to wetsuit strangely (laughs) and that happens too that happens too um so so this is the first disrobing dramatic disrobing of the of the series and it's time to fight kuze um which is fun. I like this Kiryu fight Kiryu does a lot. not take off his shirt. That's weird, though. Kiryu usually takes off his shirt. Yeah, um, usually if one guy takes off his shirt, the other guy does, too. Just standard procedure. When I played this game the first time, Kuze's fight was pretty tricky. Um, I didn't have enough healing items, and he hits really hard and pretty fast. So yeah. this is like your first sort of challenge of the game. Uh, having played, you know, eight of these or whatever, this was... Uh, and also being on new game oh yeah we're on new game we should have said that we're playing on uh, we're playing on new game plus because we've both already beaten the game and uh it just makes it easier to not have to worry about money and and leveling up your combat ability so i basically have all of the skills already all of the skills and also these games uh strangely like most of the other games don't have this you do upgrade your attack damage as you like level up so, like, you're actually knocking dudes out a lot faster than you would be otherwise, like, if it's you had true. started a new game. I am playing on hard mode, though, just to give it a little little extra. But yeah. Kiryu beats Kuze, and uh Without even taking his shirt off. No, he's he's he hasn't even broken a sweat. And before anything else can happen, um, Awano and Shibusawa are here. Um, Kuze's like, help me out, boys! And then, uh, which, the by the way... Kiryu is uh, fully ready and willing to fight Kuze Awanu and Shibasawa at the exact same time. Um, yeah, but they're not going to help him. And before anything else happens, uh, the chair, the the, the chairman, boss. the boss comes in. Sote Dojima. Sohei uh, Dojima. Sohei Dojima. It's misspelled it. Oops. Patriarch and, uh, of the Dojima family, a Tojo clan subsidiary. He's the big cheese. He's wearing his like robe. And uh, he's mad that he had to stop watching Takeshi's Castle. He's like, ah, I was just watching my show. I'm watching my like, show, wearing my robes, as I always do when I watch my show. He's like, Kuze, you, uh, you asked for help, and uh, and oh wait, yeah, he's pissed that Kuze asked for help, and uh, and he's like, you know, Kazuma, Kuze, and K- Kuze fucking hates that. Then he's just like, 
Hey, Kiryu, I learned you wasted the guy on a collection run. Like, a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> and Kiryu's like, I didn't kill him. I didn't kill him at all, I promise. I yeah, whatever, have a kid. Yeah, whatever, kid. Um, and Kuze says, like, I'll, I'll kill you. Um, and then Doji was like, hey, did you just, did you just, are you going to murder this civilian um, without my permission? How dare you? And then Awano, I love this. Awano and Shibasawa are like Awano and Shibasawa. They're such big pieces of shit. They're, they're such like, shitheads. Yeah, they're yeah, like they're yeah, like everyone. Everyone heard it, Shiba, dude. Everyone heard it. Shibasawa pulls out his fucking voice recorder and it's like got the Kuze like I'll kill <laughs> I got, the, I'll I, kill a I got the re- I got the receipts, fam. Kuze's yeah. canceled. <laughs> He's like, wow, Kuze, you really did just threaten to kill a civilian. What a piece of shit you are. And then. Before I don't know about this one, Kuze. I don't know. I, this ain't it, Chief. You did just threaten to kill a, a civilian. Uh, that's really funny. Um, we're not all on the same side, you and I. Um, and then Awano, uh-oh, pulls out a wooden board and a big knife. Oh, no. I just keep this on me. Just, just keep this. I, just in case I, I have uh, to have one of my family members chop their pinky off. Kuze makes, like, Kuze's, Kuze has the face of, this is not my day, but whatever. Yeah, he's pissed, but... Yeah, he's pissed, and he's just like, I can't believe you've owned... He says, oh, fuck, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> and then uh, Shibasawa's like, as as head of your clan, you always say that you love accountability. That's Yeah, your, you're like, all about phrase. this accountability you're shit, You're all bro. about this accountability shit, so you gotta pay back what you've done. Um, gotta just... I really gotta hand it to you, Kuze. You're really the accountability guy. Just take this and, uh, you know, you know what you gotta do with this. And, and then, he does. He does know what he's got to do. Dude, he la- I'll, he give, I'll give a out. shout out to Kuze for just chopping his finger off without even really... Yeah, he fucking does it. He's... Yeah, you got to hand it to him. Under no circumstances should you hand it to Kuze, but I you will don't hand actually, it to Kuze. Yeah, we don't actually see it, but you hear a fucking crunch. You hear like, the crunch, and, uh, and uh, does he even scream? I feel like he just does it. He's screaming the whole time, but he's doing that before but he he's screaming. But he's screaming in like a, I'm about to do a big action moment. Scream, yeah, he's, not a, he's I'm screaming like, scream. hey... Hey, pay attention hey, to this shit. Hey, watch this. Watch this. Check this watch, shit out. I bet you can't do this on concrete. You can't do this on cr- concrete. You got to do it on wood because, you know. So <laughs> Cop chops off his finger. Uh, one of the few times we actually see this in the games. Um, and then and then Kiryu, he says, okay, you're expelled. Um, and Kiryu does his big, I, a big I appreciate you bow. And he's going to go prove his, uh, his innocence now. Dojima's like... Yeah, I'm going to uphold Kuze's, like, expulsion. You're out of the family. Uh, Go enjoy your life as a civilian. Get yourself a nice little job and enjoy yourself a nice little life. Go drive yourself a taxi. Uh, But also, uh, Kazuma's fucking out. Yeah. Sorry. Bye. You know how this game is called Yakuza Zero? It's really funny that, that you don't play as a Yakuza in this game. That's actually, they call it Yakuza Zero because that's how many Yakuza you play. It's Yakuza Zero. None. Yeah, that's the quantity of Yakuza. It's the quantity game. of Yakuza that Kiryu is. Zero. Yeah. So, um, Dojima's gonna eat with his boys, um, and before he leaves, Kiryu... Kiryu I can't like, wait until they invent DVR so I can record Takeshi's Castle and watch yeah. it anytime. <laughs> I wish they had Netflix back in 1988! So, um, Dojima, uh, Kiryu's like, Dojima! And then Dojima says, how do you plan on, how do you plan on taking responsibility, Kiryu? And then Kiryu says he's going to catch the guy who did this to him. And he says, don't bother. And Chivasawa says, our wonderful, we love our cops. And the cops are going to take care of it. You're a civilian now. Don't don't worry about taking responsibility because it's not your job. 
Um, and also, by the way, accountability still falls on Kazuma, even though you resigned. That didn't change anything. Goodbye! Bye! Kiryu's, getting, Kiryu's totally just got owned there. Um, and Dojima says that he will never be a Yakuza ever again. There's no coming back after you've resigned or beaten up all of these dudes. Um, goodbye forever. <laughs> and and then now we're You'll outside. never get away yeah. with beating up an entire Yakuza family and being expelled. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never, there's no going back. So, yeah, that's it. Can't do Kiryu. that twice. It's Kir- chapter one and Kiryu is no longer in the Yakuza. Great. Damn. Good for him. Um, Anyways, little... it's 11.28 p.m. Yeah. Takeshi's castle is off the air. It's no longer on. Some other show's on. Kiryu's outside in the rain because it's sad and themes. And uh, he, like, collapses on the ground and he says, What am I fighting for? <laughs> and then what happens, Argyle? Uh, a mysterious man in expensive-looking clothes walks up and offers his hand hey, to Hey, boy! <laughs> Wait, wrong, wrong dude. Yeah, wrong guy, wrong guy, different guy. A guy wearing leather gloves and an expensive suit. Uh, he offers his hand to Kiryu. Uh, his name is Tachibana, and he asks for a moment of Kiryu's time. Uh, yeah. And that's the end of chapter one. Hell yeah. I wonder what that's about. Um, this is a good... This is good. Good intro. This is a good chapter. Um, I like I like the establishing shots of Kamurocho. We didn't really mm-hmm. talk about it. This game is pretty crazy in terms of Kamurocho, because this is kind of a a version of the city we never get to see in that it's just so dirty comparatively. Oh um, yeah. It's so covered in trash and everything's on fire and there's just <laughs> drunk people laying in the street. It's so grimy. I love it. Cause, cause I mean, it's based on a real place. It's based on the, the Kabukicho in, uh, in Japan. And currently if you go to, to that place, I mean, it has, it has a, it has like a, a reputation but it is also mostly a pretty safe place now. So once you play the more modern games, the city is very clean and and pristine. And then you go back and it's like, this is like a Fist of the North Star version of, of Kamurocho. <laughs> yeah, there's there's guys wearing leather riding... There's guys wearing leather riding motorcycles, uh, stealing, like, little hey, children. Hey, boy, give me your car! <laughs> Why is Fakas riding the motorcycle? What is he doing here? He's got a lot going on. He's a man of many Do you talents. think that Bacchus is going to teach Kiryu how to kill a person in one punch? If you, yes. like, fully train with Bacchus, Kiryu would be able to, like, make a guy explode ten seconds after punching him. Possibly. Possibly. But, uh, yeah, I cut you off, but uh, we will be playing the Fist of the North Star spinoff game. We, sh- well. we sure will, which is funny because I know nothing about that series. Yeah, Jordan has never played it. I've played Never. It. And I, so, I, you know, did you did you have a little a cheeky educational segment to? to yeah, uh, this is something we'd like to do from time to time. Not every episode necessarily, but we want to do like a kind of a, a segment where we kind of explain uh, some of the uh, elements of the games because they're very they're they're, uh, they're very Japanese. Yeah, I, I guess is one way of putting it. Uh, so, like, th- there's a lot of things that might require more contextualizing for us, uh, gaijin. Or it's it just were. for fun. Or for fun. Yeah, or just for fun. <laughs> uh, so as the first episode, uh, we're going to just kind of talk about the, the Yakuza. In general. Alright, and we're back. We've taken a short break. 
and we're going to be uh, doing a segment that we're tentatively titling Essence of Education, where we elaborate on topics that maybe need a little more uh, explanation from the episode. Yeah. Um, For our first foray, we're going to just be discussing the Yakuza themselves, where they come from, how did they go, where did they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? So... Um, back in Edo, in the early 1700s, there were uh, two groups that were instrumental in the founding of the Yakuza. They were the Tekia and the Bakuto. So the Tekia were like peddlers and swindlers, and they started organizing into, into criminal clans. Uh, they would go to Shinto festivals, and they would sell stuff, and they'd also offer stalls protection in exchange for cash. Sound familiar? You sh- it should. It's, it's like what organized crime does. They had it back then, too. Um, and through the Tekio, we can see some of the traditions that are fundamental to the Yakuza, such as the, uh, the power structure of Oyabun and Kobun. Um, Oyabun meaning the parent status well, uh, of the bosses, while their underlings were given the status of Kobun, meaning child status. Um, the Oyabun were often given a surname and a sword, which basically put them at the level of a samurai. So it was like they were sort of appropriating samurai culture uh, for what is essentially a criminal enterprise. Um, And we can see through the titles that, um, and even today, that the role of the patriarch of a Yakuza clan is is likened to that of a parent. So, like, what'll happen is, you know, as in a family, um, a child has to answer to the parent. However, the parent is also responsible for the child, which is why we can see in the chapter we discussed, um, Kiryu, you know, he's, you can view uh, Kazuma as his Oyabun. So even though Kiryu is the one who allegedly made the mistake... Uh, Kazuma still has to pay for it because he's responsible for Kiryu, yeah? Yeah. Alright, let's talk about the Bakuto now. So the Bakuto were the gamblers of the Yakuza world. Um, they're the gambling roots. Gambling has been outlawed in Japan since Edo in the 1700s, 1600s, so it's never been legal. That's why, um, nowadays you'll see stuff like pachinko, uh, and video pachinko and whatever, because it's not actually technically gambling. Um, so the Bakuto would wander around... They would uh, engage people in dice and cards, um, games like, you know, Silo, uh, or... You can play all of these games in Yakuza, by the way. Yeah. Um, and they all are really hard to understand. Um, there's a game called Oichikabu, which is paid, played with a, something called the Hanafuda deck of cards. Now, the Oichikabu is kind of like Baccarat or Blackjack, where you want your, uh, your cards to add up to a certain number, mainly nine... Um, so in this game, not without explaining the rules, the worst possible hand you can play that adds up to a score of zero is eight, nine, two, which, uh, is translated to Yakuza in the cards. I think it's eight, nine, three, isn't it? You are correct. So, so eight, nine, three is the worst possible hand in Oichukabu and Yakuza means like a gambling loser who never wins. Um, Bakuto gamblers also had the, uh, origin of the practice of adorning their bodies in colorful tattoos, which is another ta- uh, tradition that we can see among the Akasa today, including the iconic tattoos of Kiryu Kazuma and other, and friends. <laughs> which we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen them yet. We, we've just seen Kuze's tattoo, but they've all got them and we love them. So the contemporary Akasa, uh, they, they are close to their roots. They, they practice these traditions. Um, another, uh, and just like the Tekia and the Bakuto, they run gambling rings, they run protection rackets, and they peddle things like drugs and weapons. Um, and they humans! Still, and humans, yeah, that too, it sucks. 
Um, they they love to do that. So they they uh, cover their bodies in tattoos. And um, something I forgot to mention about the the uh, Tekia is that when a Kobun failed at Oyabun, they would sever their pinky finger as punishment. This harkens back to the samurai sword, mm-hmm. the katana, because you need your pinky finger as an integral part of your grip. So if you cut off your finger, you basically can't hold your sword anymore. Um, yeah. Unless you're unless you're Jamie Lannister, and then it would make you really good at it, actually. Sorry, I just can't. You're really, get over you're, that. you're really nerfing yourself. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, the Yakuza have a uh, racist and ultra nationalist ideology. Oops. Um, and yep, and they uh, and currently the Yakuza maintain very close ties to the Japanese far right. <laughs> so you hate to see it, folks. This is just video games. This is just for fun. I mean, look, it's like they say, you know. Sometimes criminals make the best patriots. Sometimes Kiryu... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Kiryu Kazuma, from the text, by the way, is not a far-right uh, ultra-nationalist, just so you know. Yeah, we've... This uh, is, there's, uh, well, there's textual evidence, we'll get there, to it There's uh, one single text box out of, like, seven games of Kiryu that we've used to ascertain that he is not... Not a, a conservative. Yeah. Kiryu is a leftist. This is this is this is fun video game yakuza, not real yakuza. Once again, cannot cannot make this distinction enough. <laughs> so, despite their long-standing history of human trafficking, political corruption, and open gang warfare that has led to numerous civilian casualties, um, the yakuza strive to obtain and uphold a certain image of a sort of cleaner and respectable organized crime. Uh, during times of crisis, the Yakuza have been known to offer aid and supplies, like during the 2011 Tohoku earthquake or the Kobe earthquake in the 90s. Um, the Yakuza, as, as, a, as a whole, are often viewed as like a necessary evil by wider society who keep crime sort of above the board. Um, and that goes as far as the police um, knowing about the locations of Yakuza hideouts and sometimes even working with Yakuza. The Yakuza have also been known to infiltrate the Japanese political system, which is which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because of because of their uh, aid efforts and what people believe to be sort of their their cleaner side of crime, Japanese media has a habit of idolizing the Yakuza through movies and TV shows, and yes, even video games. Um, because of this, the Japanese law enforcement has has uh, gone through efforts to rebrand the Yakuza as a uh, Boryokudan, which means violent group. Uh, to basically tell everyone, hey, hey, don't like these guys. They uh, they do human trafficking, uh, of course. Yeah, and certain groups will be designated as Boryokudan, and they'll get cracked down on harder than yeah, you know, ones that might not kick up as much dust. The wonderful, the wonderful police officers around the world do selectively crack down on organized crime. Yeah, they say they say, oh, this group, well. They're, uh, you know, they don't they're cause not, as much they're trouble. They're fine. Uh, so in that vein, um, we've seen considerable crackdowns on Yakuza groups, um, reducing the numbers from the peak of 180,000 in the 1960s to less than 80,000 today. Um, some of the biggest groups of the uh, Yakuza include the Kobe-based Yamaguchi Gumi, who've seen considerable um, crackdowns. So they've, they've, their power has been, uh, dwindling in recent years, mm-hmm. but the Yakuza continue to remain an ever-present part of Japanese society. That's all I have to say about them. If, um, if you have anything to add, cause I, I know you did some research of your own, feel free to add it now. Uh, uh, I didn't really get anything that I want to add on top of all of that. 
<laughs> that's fine you did a good job summing up what i wanted to get to good so, like, hey i hope we've all learned something yakuza bad cops also bad fictional yakuza fictional yakuza all right you get you gotta hand it to him and fictional cops they can be okay too no no dick gumshoe dick gumshoe is the only good fictional cop he's a detective it's different detectives are cops no, they're not. Richard, they're detectives. That's Richard why they're called Gumshoe. detectives and not cops. Well, we'll we'll talk more about cops when we meet uh when we meet what's his name? Uh Oh, I can't There's think cops of his name. Date. Date. Yeah, we'll talk more about cops when we meet Date. Um so that's that's our educational segment and that's also the episode. Thank you for listening to our very first like a podcast, aka podcast Gagotoku episode. Um would you like to plug some stuff? I'm Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore Funk. You can also listen to my other podcast, Pod of Greed, which is about Yu-Gi-Oh. You can find I'm uh, Jordan uh, Bradipus Rex on Twitter. You can listen to my other podcast, Jergen It, um, which I do with my brother. Um, we've just finished watching The Secret Life of the American Teenager, but we're going to be doing a couple other things uh, before we end the show for good. Um, you can find our podcast at likeapodcast.libson.com. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast gotoku. That's podcast G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U. Um, that was the best that we couldn't get like a podcast. It was taken. So we had to go with the <laughs> Japanese. What about um, our Discord? Yeah, we have a Discord server. We're going to put the link in the bottom of every episode so you can click on it, enter gauge with us, talk about the brand, maybe talk about our uh, our ad revenue that we're going to be making. Just kidding. And uh you know, I said that I didn't want to do ads on Pot of Greed, but I'm thinking new project, new me. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna live, become we're, shills. We're gonna do live reads. Uh, hey Argyle, when you're feeling when you need an energy boost, do you reach for a delicious Toriner? Yes, I love to crack open my own favorite bottle of Staminum Plus, and I wash it down with a delicious Boss Coffee. One of those is real. Hmm. Sometimes I like to get a nice toughness emperor if I'm really feeling spicy. After I work out at my Rise Up gym, I love to drink a delicious uh, stamina royale to fill me with energy and heat. You know, if you're if you're looking for good sushi at a at a not so exorbitant price, you should go to Sushi Zanmai, founded by uh, a, a very talented tuna fisherman. Uh, sushi's on my uh, good sushi, great prices, fun for the whole great family. Fun. Fan, fun for the whole family. Love it. All right, uh, that's it. And as always, Kiwami means extreme. Bye. Bye. Chachimor